This is it. This is it. Welcome to the Cannabis Coffee Hour with your host, me, Rob Cantrell. Oh, yes. I am so excited. I have a great guest, a wonderful friend, funny cat, super creative, creative. Uh, He has had Comedy Central specials, short film specials, actor, writer, Comedian lives in Brooklyn, just got married. Give it up for Casey James Salengo, everybody. Great to be here, buddy. Thanks for I got my coffee and my my special mug. Oh, that mug is hilarious. Cracks me up every day. I don't know why. It never gets old. Yo, a good old dick joke in the coffee cup is a number one. I got some herb here. I didn't smoke oh. any, but it's... good jar. Good jar of herbs. Brother. Yeah, what kind of coffee are you fucking with right now, Casey? Good oh, to it's, you, a, buddy. it's a Folgers Supreme blend. I know that. Yeah, it's pretty good. I, uh, I usually even get fancy coffee for a while. I dig it, but my wife, Courtney McGinnis, lovely angel. Yes. She, Very funny. She likes to drink it black because she's a psycho, which I don't understand. I don't drink my coffee black. I love creamer. A lot of, the more flavor, the better. The Cinnamon Toast Crunch Creamer by Coffee Mate, it's not gonna have the park, baby. I've been riding that for a while. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Those creamers are next level. I can't, I can't get enough, baby. Uh, oh yeah, you could drink them straight, dude. Those things are just, those are just cereal milk, man. Those are just <laughs> leftover Lucky Charms milk, and they yeah. pour it back into the bowl, man. No, it's good. I do like that. Uh, I had the Folgers. It's in the red. It's in the red plastic container joint. Yeah. Are you doing a French press? Are you guys got a pot on the stove or do you have a coffee maker with a filter yeah we got a pot on the stove a boiler so one of those things you like a pour over deal oh yeah yeah we just found out so she drinks it black so that's why i let her pick the coffee because the flavor is pretty much just cinnamon toast crunch for me so it's really up to her and she wanted folder so we did it but the pour we just realized with the pour over is that we've been boiling the water a shit ton and then you pour it over and then somebody just told us that, that burns the coffee. I never even thought of that. So now we've been, you know, decreasing the heat and then putting it on and it tastes a hell of a lot better. We've been doing this for like three years, just figured it out. And, but, uh, yeah, I know that gig because I do a lot of iced coffee. I have a straight French press. My thing is uh, I've done Folgers. I, I, I actually, my brother-in-law got me a monthly subscription to Stumptown. So I get Woo! one bag every two weeks for the next four months awesome i want that it's a good fucking gift man yeah shout out to the brother-in-law he always comes through he works for he's like that ahead of it at sony music he's very smart and he got his shit together but also just the most chill humble cat and he just loads up on coffee during chris he knows everybody gets me coffee and socks and i'm good yeah i got socks too i was complaining i got a size 
between 13 and 14 foot, not exactly 13 and a half. Once you get up that big, they like don't even care about this. They're like, just fucking throw, just throw your foot in this. <laughs> they don't really, they stop mad. Get some tights. Yeah. So, you gotta get but, some tights and cut them off. <laughs> but the socks, if you notice a, a standard sock goes up, it's, it's for sizes six to 12, which is such a huge range. But I'm right outside of it. So I'm just tearing, I've been tearing through socks for years. So I brought it to my wife. I said, I want some big boy socks, man. I was like, why? Well, I'm tired of going through this. I'm always ripping them to shreds. And then uh, like five different members of her family got me socks. And I'm loving, yeah, like that. <laughs> because I got, I asked for black. These are black, but they're tube socks. Because I yeah. hate, don't you hate a white, dirty tube sock? <laughs> oh but that's clean we got some good stitching Ooh, that's some good fabric i, I think it's either patagonia that sock or i don't know what it is it was a gift <laughs> and i don't think it's patagonia i think it's just some kind of yeah 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 I don't go with white my my wife is trying to switch it up for me i don't i decided when i was like 13 only black socks from here on out so this is my first time doing white for a while we're gonna try it out if i don't like it yeah yeah i switch it up all the time my man i switch it up i'm going i'm going heavy into pendleton socks like dress socks i'm looking into really good dress socks like good stitching i did get a nice i got a pair of patagonia socks that are just rocking and i was rocking those it feels like i'm driving a porsche Ooh, walking around gliding on air baby walking gliding on air i'm all about the sock game yeah. uh and i do know about burning coffee you were talking about because yeah that's how you make cold brew and i will say cold brew has a richer taste because i do like good coffee as well yeah me too. i have uh my aunt for christmas she always gets me this care package of that's just straight up egg mcmuffins but like good fancy egg McMuffins and they have like rose petals in them and honey and whole wheat. Rose petals? Yeah, but it's just the muffin. It doesn't have the egg in it. What's the, it's just English muffins. English muffin. It's, and it comes in a cardboard, but she had two Wolfgang Puck mini joints. So they Wolfgang Puck, they're just one good, but I did that today. So I'm drinking Wolfgang right. Puck. So it was already grounded, but it was personalized. What you know about, I just looked up Wolfgang Puck He's, he's Austrian. He's still alive. Yeah. Do you he's know anything about Wolfgang? He's the most famous celebrity chef. I was in an airport. Last time I was in an airport, I saw the Wolfgang Puff. Fuck, he had his, he has his own, um, you know, like restaurants and airports. Yep. Uh, which I don't go to. I go to the Margaritaville. I'm a Jimmy Buffett man more than a Wolfgang Puck man. Oh, my wife loves some Buffett. You all day Ooh, every day. I love Buffett, baby. Come Monday, yep. <laughs> you're gonna be all right. Yeah. Uh, He's the, he's most, I don't know if he's the most famous chef in the world, but he's he's killing it, dog. He was like the original gangster. That's what I think it was. Yeah. Like he was the original Bobby Flay and him fought it off. But I think Wolfgang and everybody thought he was European, and he is. He is Austrian. <laughs> <laughs> and you're never right. <laughs> he had some heavy, like in the, he has some heavy. Uh, he definitely has some Nazi vibes up in here a little. Yeah. Say in Austria. But he uh, also, he's just a good chef. And yeah, up there, they Europeans do coffee. Like, have you ever been to Europe? And like, have you ever been to Italy and had coffee? Yeah, it's delicious. I love it. Uh, it's great. Because I do, 
like if I'm drinking good coffee, I'll just put milk in. Like, you know, if I go to like a, a variety around here, it's a good coffee shop and they got a couple in Brooklyn, something like that, or in Oslo. Shout out to I have variety. They're both good. I'll just do milk, but like most coffee, this shit, you know, load it up with the creamer. I go to Dunkin' a lot. I've tried to drink like that, that, but just milk or black, and it makes me actually sad. Like it ruins my day. So I got to put the, I got to load it up with cream and sugar or uh, the pumpkin flavor. But I uh, the cream, but I, that, I'm not a, you know me, I'm not a douche or a dick, but I have gotten douchey and dicky when they overcream my coffee. You don't like the overcream? No, I'm. I, I say the cream. I'm like, dude. I want a teardrop of that. I, I want one, one teardrop one. of milk in this coffee, yo. Let's see it roll out of your eyes. I want to see it roll out of your eyes right into there. <laughs> no, sometimes I milk it out, but I think you're. I like what your wife's doing, and I'm trying to yeah. hold off just because we. I talk about health a lot on this podcast, yeah. but I did went through a fear of gallstones, that whole like pissing out rocks out your dick. Like, I don't want to go through that. I've had a lot of pain in my life, but I don't want that one. And I may have to face it, but the dudes that I know that went through it did say they were frothing out on some frothy milk cheese. Uh, yeah, man, it's not good. I'm trying to, I'm 34 now, you know, I've just been eating garbage for my whole life. And now I'm Yeah, you kind of like, you kind of, when I met you, you were boozy, but mm. you were young and always funny and cool. But yeah, you, you, you kind of definitely had that I'm never going to die vibe. <laughs> <laughs> it's either I'm never going to die or I'm going to die soon. So I'm trying to get it all in now. Yeah, totally. But yeah, no, I'm like, maybe I'm not going to die soon. We'll see. So I'm trying to like, my stomach hurts all the time. And I'm like, I got to figure out what's going on. I'm definitely lactose intolerant. So but I just, you know, I've been rolling with that for a while. And I'm like, you know, let's slow it down. So, but the creamers, there's no lactose in it. It's actually, I don't know what the hell they make it out of, but it's not fucking milk and it's not Oh cream. yeah, you like those ones with the R2D2 top, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. flip right over. Some good old, um, <laughs> what about, I was thinking some good old skank office coffee. What about some, <laughs> some auto dealership free coffee? Oh, I love it, baby. <laughs> I miss oh, they got the powdered, and then they got the powdered dairy. Dude, you can have as much powdered dairy as you want when you hit up one of those places. That just tastes like sadness. The powdered dairy, man, or when you're sitting somewhere in like a cold steel blue chair drinking the powdered dairy. I'm like, dairy, you're just waiting for the my life taking me here. Yeah, yeah, where's my life taking me? You got the plastic straw that you know is going to kill a fucking... Uh, a family of otters one day and you're Absolutely. just like, ah, okay, we're going, taking this back to 1978. <laughs> I just had to buy an abortion for my sister. It's brutal, man. So I'm trying to cool it. I, uh, with the, with it's the all gut health, Casey. You gotta, you got, and I'm the worst and cause I yeah. smoke. So I'll, I'll compulsive eat a little bit. Like I'll go through trends, but sometimes lately I'm trying to be hungry more or like being used to being hungry just letting the food letting everything process yeah that's smart i don't even eat that much i like being hungry it makes me feel you know on edge like a wolf you know like i'm ready for anything i don't like yeah i eat it lugs me down i think i've got extreme food allergies i actually had an endoscopy last year because i had so many stomach issues 
they put a, a camera down my mouth. I said, pop one up the ass while you're doing it. Let them meet in the middle. <laughs> pop it in there. They wouldn't do it. Um, so, but they said there's just like lights. I was hoping to find like something seriously wrong so I could figure this out. But they're like, no, it's just, it's a little inflamed and that's about it. You know, you go to the doctor and you're like, I'd much rather you find something seriously wrong so I know how to fix it instead of just being like, no, life just sucks, dude. So now I need, I'm trying to figure out food allergies. I got to take that test because there's- Have you been meditating? I've been, I have been a little bit here and there. Uh, I, I fall off it sometimes. We put on like meditative videos to go to sleep and they let them play. They're supposed to put like um, soothing thoughts in your mind, but I don't oh, know yeah, if they work. A reflection of your thoughts, bro. But man, I don't know. We, uh, I've been having like night terrors, so- we put on one of these meditative things the other day and I woke up and I've been like, I was punching the floor. You see, I got a, like a, so I woke up and my hand was covered in blood and uh, I don't know what was going on in my, in my dreams, but this meditative video was not helping. <laughs> so now I'm scared of the videos and I was looking for my cat here. Levon, say hi to Rob. Levon Helms. Oh yeah. Helm, that's what he, that's what he's named after i was just in woodstock last week and i did a whole episode and, and you i also want to talk about your name casey everybody casey was named after the grateful dead song he has the levon helms and storybook yeah if you know casey uh, he's a man of music and he's a man of the mountains he comes from vermont mm -hmm. and he uh, started comedy when he was 18 years old running to the big city to make it happen as a song and dance fan. That's not true, Rob. <laughs> yeah, I was born in Vermont. This thing is, I was born in Vermont. I think we moved there from there when I was like three, but my dad stayed there to upstate New York, which is very similar terrain, mount, mountains and stuff. Those mountains. I'd kind of go back and forth here and there. And I moved to New York when I was, it's 10 years, 10 years in April. So I was 24, 10 years of my 10 year New York comedy. 24, yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. I had to work, I worked in a weed farm to raise money and I helped like build a house to raise money to move here. It's a cool time. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I worked in Buffalo in construction for like three months. Damn. Constructing I... houses, taking wood out of these old houses. Jesus, how'd you feel about that? It was no health insurance. I needed the money. So yeah. I did it. <laughs> and my, my friend was the boss. And I think I do have social anxiety to a lot. And that's probably the herb and all that. So getting a job when you don't have to do a song and dance for anybody is the best job ever. <laughs> that's what when, it, when it's your boy and they're just like, yo, I got a job for you. I know you don't smoke crack and you're not insane. So let's do this. Yeah, man, those are the best. That's actually everyone, the guy who I, everyone I've worked with on stuff like that is like a heroin addict, recovering heroin addict. That's Vermont, everyone's a heroin addict. Yeah, yeah, this guy, and I don't know if he, I hope he's not on that. He was a good friend, but he definitely drank a little bit. Like he was, yeah. uh, you know, kind of a, just a, you know, kind of a blue collar type of cat. That's how it goes. When I was working, I was like helping my my dad bought like the top of a duplex and it was all fucked up. So I worked for him like building and the guy that was doing the electricity was uh, recovering heroin. He's on something, it wasn't methadone, but something like that that's supposed to, you know, help you not be on heroin. But it seemed to have the same effects because I'd catch him like doing the wiring and like, 
<laughs> I'm like, dude, come on, you're gonna kill everyone, man. But he, he's a hell of an electrician. Yeah, he knew what he was doing. Just you know, sometimes it just you know he had to slow it down. You know, he had to, uh, take it into 3D a little bit. He's the mind, baby. Yeah, in order to get in the wires, in order to get the wires, you got to get in the wire, baby. Yeah, I love those kind of jobs. That's what, like, I was a mover. There's something, especially about doing comedy. It's just so uh, abstract, kind of, you know. And there's so much. You don't know what you're supposed to be doing. There's so much stress and pressure. So like, it's all in your head. It's like literally like taking two microprocessors and just running them at full blast at all the time. And it's fucked. So like doing a job where you only you have to like pick up a box and put it somewhere else is like exactly what I want during the day. Cause yeah, there is something really no therapeutic. Yeah, there's no thought, you're using your body, it's rad. Yeah, I did catering for a while, like a year ago, and I hadn't had a real job like in a good 15 years. So mm-hmm. it was humbling, but also really rad because the restaurant was like cool and hip. It was like young chicks, they're playing fucking great music that I you know and like, and the food's amazing, and the coffee's free. That's and right. it was like so easy. Everybody was stoned. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's sort of, yeah. I've had a lot. Of, I'm looking for a job like that. I'm currently unemployed. I might get on TaskRabbit and learn how to like drill some holes. I don't really know how to do anything, but I figured. No, I but you're do. getting comedy gigs though, too. But yeah, in New York, you're always like, you're in between. And yeah. So well, not, not in between. Nothing. What have you, well, you said you, that was your first job you had in a while. So I've been doing comedy almost 10 years i started actually when things started shutting down i started like regularly make money at clubs maybe going on tours and stuff yeah then, it was like i get one big chunk of money and then nothing for like months so it's just like that so i've always had to maintain a day job and people were like why don't you just quit your job or go to an open mic and someone be like i quit my job today everyone's like yeah i'm like what are you people cheering about <laughs> and like yeah. I, I don't understand how anyone's making money how do you make money at comedy, Rob? Tell me. I don't get it. I don't know. It's been 20 years. <laughs> it's uh, then uh, it's out there, man. You know, it's just out there. And I do think it's a lot of it's the mental game mm-hmm. and it's very high pressure. You know, it's just insane. And you got to run. You got to be satisfied when things are low. Yeah. Yeah. And but you can't wig out and get down on yourself and not ask for help. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've been- so, And you gotta also, that's when, you know, everybody's like, oh, Rob, you're so positive, but spirituality, meditation, all that stuff, because I went through all kinds of dark holes and dark walls, and right. I'm still going through it. And this pandemic, I just have gone month to month, but right now my month is good. That's good. Yeah, you know, it's just like, that's how I've always gone. But I also think, I always know that it's right. I don't know. I, I think it's just right there. It's always the it, the gift is right in front of you and you don't even know it. Yeah, I think you're right. It's just, I've gone through up and down. It's tough through, yeah. I never really got the seriously depressing comedy until I started making money and like getting some things. Cause then it was like the pressure was on that I like needed to keep that going. Cause before I was just like having fun, like dicking around with my buddies. I know. 
school, just doing Never funnier shows. than that. I know, dude, I was so funny. I was so, before I got a little bit of heat or any of that, oh, yeah. it was a sweet moment that I was like, dude, I'm like the funniest guy out here. Absolutely. And I don't care. And yeah. I just, I just know it. Cause uh, I, I think not caring, you know, a lot of it goes back to living in the moment, you know, as scary as it is and learning to breathe and, you know, kind of going, you're going through a really scary panicky zone right now. And uh, I think gut health and mental health are tied together. So it's like, yeah. drink a lot of water, you know, just like, you got this big jug, I go through. Yeah, that's what you got to do. I'd say yeah. just drink that, you know, and then rest and be good to yourself and your mind. Always try to be good to yourself and your mind. And yeah. that way you could just like, something always does present itself. Like, you know, all these times that you've been through weird shit, at the oh. end, it, you, something presented itself, and you're like, that's, "Why was I stressing all that time? I'm all, like, why was I not? Why was I stressing and going? Through, I have to remember this. I have to remember this, and then you don't remember it. <laughs> I know you forget it, but it's it and then you forget it, and then you start believing. I think you both start believing your own hype. You know, for me, this pandemic, I just been meditating. Uh -huh. uh, you know, I just been, uh, my album has been doing good. I've been doing this podcast and getting a little bit out of that. Out of that. Yeah. And uh, I had, you know, just some savings and some uh, unemployment and then, you know, little things. Cause I did have that job for like a year and a half. So I had yeah. something back there and just yeah. squeezing it out that way. Are you doing shows? I saw you doing the road and stuff. Well, I wasn't doing, I just want to say you're a guy I've always looked up to, both because you're hilarious and great, but you always had a positive energy. And especially, I think it's the level I'm at now when you like started to get success, that's when the panic really sets in. And like, yeah, like oh, people are actually watching and care now. And that's when I started like really going through like deep depression with some comedy stuff. And now I'm trying to level that out. It's just so hard, Casey. Man. Nobody ever tells you how hard it is and nobody ever knows how hard it is until you're there and then it's just so hard. Like, that's why I look at Mulaney. I'm like, I didn't know he was on Coke. Like, I know, when was he doing the Coke? I'm wondering, I thought. I just think it's just so much, I, again, I mean, I started with them a little bit in New York, but yeah. you know, I didn't party with them or anything like that. I didn't know him on that basis. Yeah. And, uh, but I do think the amount of success and money and access and yeah. pressure he puts on himself because he was hitting such a high mark all the time mm -hmm. artistically, yeah. like mm -hmm. everything was just so sharp and on the point that that amount of pressure, man, it had to take something. Oh man, it's I can't handle, I'm so bad at handling pressure. I've never been good at it. Like, <laughs> I start losing it if I start getting a, two good tweets in a row. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I freak out. So I, uh, now I'm just trying to like remember anything good that's happened for me has not been with me. Because people are always like, you got to hustle, Greg. You have like a vision. You got to know what you want. It's like, no, anything good that's happened for me, I had no idea <laughs> how it's going to come or whatever. Like it just happened because I was enjoying myself. And nope. I was like, that's where the good stuff comes from. And then the good stuff just comes along. If I'm like desperately grasping at something, then I never catch it. It's just gotta, I gotta you gotta lay in the pocket. So I've been trying to learn that through the pandemic. I wasn't in the road. I did a few like outdoor gigs in the road. There were a lot of outdoor shows in Brooklyn that I was 
I started getting back in a regular clip, which felt good. I was doing like two or three a week, which was like perfect. I was like, this is the right what amount. Fun. I did a couple and they were kind of mad maxi. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. outside. And uh, you got your, you know, you just roll up with your mask and you're like, okay, wipe that mic down. Okay. I know, I know. And we know how to do it. And the crowd's loving it. Like they'll like anything. It's just hard to get a yeah. joke out. That's the but, thing. Yeah, I didn't mind about, sorry to interrupt. No, go ahead. Oh. Yeah, about doing the shows, it's like, I was nervous because I was like, I haven't written any jokes in Panda, nothing's happening. I'm not the kind of guy I just sit down and like, write, like, things need to be happening in my life to like spark. So if you're just sitting in your bed, like nothing, nobody wants to hear about that. So I was just going with the mindset. I'm like, I'm just going to like feel out, just do whatever happens, put no pressure on it. And like, cool stuff. I did a show, like an amphitheater in a park. And, uh, there were all these little kids were running around and they just like kept running on stage and stuff. And the other comics were like getting pissed off, but I like invited them. I was, I was having them teach me how to like floss and like do a, all these dances. And uh, it was the most fun. I was like, this is way better than just telling fucking jokes. Uh, <laughs> way more fun. The host is like, I'm sorry that went so rough. I'm like, are you kidding me? That was the most fun I've had in so long. So doing those outdoor shows, I was like, I just want to be in the moment. I think I saw that video on uh, Instagram. Yeah. yeah, it was so fun. I was like, this is the best. This is all I want to do in comedy. I'd much rather just go with the moment and whatever happens and tell this same fucking joke I've been telling for three years. Uh, yeah, man. Those were like hip hop shows in the park. Yeah, yeah. So that's Pumping up the speakers, right. getting the yeah. crowd going. But riffing. Now, yeah, that's what I thought. Like, you could just riff off of the corona. You just riff off the moment on those shows. So much fun. Very fun, but uh, now that's slowed down and it started making me lose my mind a lot, I realized I need like a little bit, I need some comedy. At first when the shutdown happened, I was actually like pumped because I, not pumped because of what was happening, but like, I was just kind of going too hard with comedy. I know, we all do. Like, and especially if you live in New York, it's just a wear and tear after a while. It's just like, dude, I mean, everybody's like, I'm going to take this town over. Nobody ever takes this town <laughs> over. <laughs> taking over. And it was just so hard. I, that's when I started working in the cellar and just the pressure of that, like every time I went there, I'd just be filled with terror. And until it went well and then it'd be fun but like a few months of that just like being constantly terrified i was like i need a fucking break but i've got no idea how to take it and even if they and, and then if they don't book you for a while then you panic about that so i was like this is great i needed like a break but there's no way to take it but then i started going crazy and needed to do it and was doing it in the summer felt better and now it's not happening i'm like fuck, i need some kind of outlet because i can't it's it's difficult i don't know I know you were the dude. Casey would <laughs> do karaoke. He would do stand up karaoke, do karaoke in order to uh, get his yayas out. <laughs> I need like a lot of yayas. <laughs> He's got to get those yayas out, man. Uh, what do you got there, Casey? Is that a jewel? It's a jewel. I. It's stupid. I started smoking a couple years ago. I'm 34. I started smoking when I was like 30. I'm an idiot. And. <laughs> Dude, you made it through all those mountain towns and all those red I'm stupid, but they were I'm, offering you cigarettes by the time you were 11. I know everyone was smoking, and I made it. I made it through, and then I was just hanging out with uh, comics more, and then 
I don't know, just things. Yeah, it does pass the time, and I'm not here to judge. And uh, no, I'm yeah. trying to quit. Look, I got this. I got all kinds of books. I'm reading this, but halfway through, uh, it's helping out, and uh, it's just stupid. I'm doing. I'm like, what the fuck? This is doing nothing. I don't know. I'm just bored. <laughs> what a, it's pretty fun. I don't know. Yeah, it kind of looks cool, bro. And we doesn't. I wish. I'm so envious of guys like you. Just like. Uh, enjoy weed i did when i was younger and now it'll be like i'll do it once in a while and be like oh this is fun i'll do it the next day and then i'll just sink into a, the deepest hole in my brain possible and just like everything is falling apart and i'm like fuck why this used to be so cool <laughs> it's a heavy head trip it really is yeah, yeah um but it's also beneficial to the body like i can't i mean to me i kind of it's some. It's just the one thing that I have. I don't have alcohol. I don't have. Yeah. You know, it's the one thing, and I do enjoy it. But I gotta say that I have to meditate and um, yeah. stay even keel and not overdo it. Yeah. But then also enjoy it. Like it is my thing. And I think as I get older, look at Tommy Chong. He just keeps on living. Yeah. Each, like all these pot smokers. I don't know. I think if you do it responsibly. It could be beneficial, but it mentally, a lot of everything's been mental. For me, I've just been meditating and learning just to cut everything off in my head. Yeah, I think that's that's important. I need to get. So if it. you have a lot of shit going on in your head, whether you're on weed or alcohol, it's not gonna, you know, it's it, it usually makes it worse or it makes it weird. Yeah, that's tough. The weed, yeah, the weed. I'm like, what is this, this deep? There's something deep and dark. I mean, Every time I smoke weed, I realize that. That's why I like booze better, because I'm like, booze like shuts that up. <laughs> booze is like, all right, everyone shut up in there. So booze makes me feel like more balanced. It's definitely way less healthy. So that's why I'm envious. Like my dad's been smoking weed for like fucking 60 years at this point. And uh, it's just like, I want to be able to like, just be high and like smooth all the time. It sounds great. Yeah, I think uh, it, with all that stuff, you just got to work things through. But yeah. But you're all, you know, the mind is a whole, I don't think we, I, I don't think we know everything about the human brain. So as you get older, you know, you just got to feel it out, you know? Yeah. So, uh, did, you, did you never drink or did you just, did you quit at some point? Yeah, I drank. I drank yeah. a, a lot. I drank a lot. All right. I, I like, I, I was, I like that more than someone was just like, I never wanted to try it. And it's like, you never wanted to try what the fuck's going on with you. No, no, I loved it. And I smoked cigarettes. By the time I grew up in the South, you know, I was born in Washington, D.C. in 1972, mm -hmm. downtown D.C., in Northeast D.C. Um, so I was exposed to the city and there was bars and stuff like that. But and my parents drank and my mom smoked cigarettes because it was the 70s. And then we moved down south to a town called Buena Vista, which is uh, four hours down south in these mountains. The town calls it Buena, it's Buena Vista, but the town calls it Buena Vista. <laughs> they can't pronounce it, that's great. Yeah, and uh, yeah, there was like a Bluebird bus factory there. And, but my dad worked at the, uh, there's a two-year college there an all-female uh, college there called Southern Seminary. And yeah, we moved there and uh, yeah, people, the whole town dipped. Like everybody yeah. dipped, mm -hmm. everybody dipped, everybody dipped. And so there was Gold River. You would start with Gold River. Then mm -hmm. you moved to Hawken and then yeah. you moved to Skull. I yeah. remember 
Skull Bandits first came out. That blew the doors Ooh. off the thing, man. Good, baby. And then my good. uncle, my uncle chewed Red Man. My uh, oh, uncle right. David, yeah, he played for the University of Tennessee. He became the cook. He ended up being the cook at University of Tennessee for the football team. He had like this cool office and, uh, but he was awesome, but he chewed red man every day of his life. He had a big chaw of it. But no, it was, uh, once you go down, yeah, tobacco is a part of the fabric in the South. And I think in the yeah, rural, it's everywhere. Tobacco's everywhere. Yeah. It's everywhere. But you know, it's just silly. I remember when I was younger, I was like, why would anyone do that? It doesn't even do anything for you. And then I just started doing it and became, I think you I turned green like the first time. <laughs> yeah, that was like, it's fucking terrible. I, the ritual is what I liked when I really started. Yeah, I think it's all about the ritual. It was like, I like being able. Now? Yeah, well, I like being able to, my favorite thing is like being in a bar and like being in a shitty conversation with someone, just having an excuse to go be alone for a minute instead of just like going to the bathroom all the time. That was my favorite thing is just like being able to escape any moment to be by myself. And there's like a reasonable because if you just go stand outside, you're like a fucking psycho. So <laughs> like, I yeah, you get, drunk, you get the hell out of this. Why? Yeah, uh, yeah. Beers and cigarettes just go together. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. But we're you know in my twenties. That's why I, I just dropped it because once you go beers and cigarettes, then you add herb on top of that. That's a lot of stuff. Yeah, that is a lot of stuff. I remember this, I talked to a homeless man. I was talking about smoking cigarettes and weed. And he was like, you got to give up one. Ah. I gave up, I gave up uh, cigarettes. Yeah, that's bad. And anytime I want, I remember fiending though a little bit, but I, anytime I would do it, I would just roll up a joint, like a joint that would just make you cross-eyed. <laughs> and, <I would> <laughs> right. and just keep on hitting it, keep on hitting it. Oh, and uh, with me, I don't know. With, I don't know. Uh, there must be something in my DNA that I should be smoking weed. Like, I don't know. It helps I me. Think it I get more positive. I have nicer yeah. thoughts. Um, I really think it is different for different people. And you can It's different for different people and at different stages in their life. Like, I don't think anybody should smoke pot until they're like 21 or 22. Yeah, I didn't do it till I had like a good five year period where I really loved it. And then, and then there was like a year where I was still doing it and just being like panicking every time and like trying to fight through and then after a while it's just like i don't like this <laughs> it's making me feel bad and now like once if i'm my friends life, like that. in like where once in a while it hits just right but like i've also realized i listen to this podcast about jfk and uh he apparently had all these medical issues like he almost died a bunch of times and he had to take hormones like i've had i've got a pituitary gland problem where i have to take synthetic testosterone and they're saying this kind of, he was taking something similar and it like made him more paranoid as time went on. So it's making me wonder is something about this medicine like inflaming the paranoia in my brain and that's why it's not mixing anymore. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, those are all, yeah. Those all make sense. Yeah. I don't know, but I will, I God bless you for, for riding it, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody's to each their own, man. To it's, uh, uh, but you do have kind of a hippy dippy vibe, and your parents were hippies. They were kind, my kind of. They're like, my dad smoked a ton of weed, grows it. So your whole weed. life, like always, in front. My of whole you. life, he's wow. always he's always sold weed, and now <laughs> it's it used to be a lucrative business, but now like, 
you know, the weed games come along a lot. He's still growing like the same shitty weed from the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> nobody wants it. So he just sells it to his one buddy, uh, Bernie and Bernie like, sells it to teenagers. So that's all. But, uh, yeah, no, he's, my mom smokes weed all the time too. But she, this is in Vermont, you know. This is what people do. It's what they do. So they're all they're kind of like do what people do. It's better than running moonshine or you know doing meth. Yeah, I mean everyone's the town of Vermont where I'm from was like the number one per capita uh, place for like heroin usage in the in the United States for a while. So like it's areas like that. It just gets kind of bleak and depressing. And there's nothing to do. It's like cold for six months out of the year. People just, you know. You got to have some weed around. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, weed's the, like the best thing you can do. Yeah, that's the, that's, you got to have it when it's cold out there. It kind of comes in handy. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, but uh, are you, uh, so do you stretch? Do you do any like uh, yoga in the morning? Any morning rituals? What's your like morning ritual? I'm starting to get into this because the pandemic really fucked me. I was spending a there's and I'm still like struggling with it. I'm not saying I literally this past week I started like stretching when I wake up because I just realized I've been like I'll wake up every day I wake up and I feel like shit. My whole life, like pretty much every time the first thing I wake up, I'm just like fuck. <laughs> like dad, this again, like and it takes me a while. I need coffee. And like I need some, it takes me like a couple hours to actually like be alive and be a person. So now I'm like, what do I need to do to like fix this? So I'm just trying to, when I make my coffee now, I'm like doing push-ups, some squats, some stretches, uh, just doing something to jog, you know, jog the blood a little bit, get things moving. I'm realizing now I'm like, I can't keep living like this all the time. I need to, uh, yeah, I think society's changing, you know. I think it's just changing and how we're looking at uh, human beings is changing due to just like, you know, we just, uh, to make, you're given this machine, you got to make it run for you. As you get older, you just learn, like you got to have nice, you got to have shoes at work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got to stretch. And if you don't stretch, you know, the death creeps in, the, 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 the more stiff and stiff and stiff yeah that happens if you just uh yeah you just gotta be mindful and uh, i don't know i've been working on grateful just waking up like everybody i wake up i used to wake up super angry all the time yeah yeah but i can catch myself now like at least you're acknowledging it and that's acknowledging your ego mm -hmm. a lot of that stuff is your ego yeah i don't know that's what i've been learning like that's what i've been focusing on is recognizing my ego when it's like kicking in hardcore yeah that's good what do you do to like not be angry when you wake up or focus on your ego is that all the meditation and stuff it's, yeah it's like being mindful and learning when it kicks in but i still get angry and say the you know wrong thing and i could be mean i could do it all um it still slips in there but they say just by even the point of recognition, that's where the light can shine in. Yeah. And you can recognize that that really isn't that big of a deal. Like none of this is a big deal yeah. in terms of the joy of life. And yeah. the joy of life is dope. Mm -hmm. And living is dope. And yeah. love is dope. And the thing, the, the, the Buddhist stuff I've been thinking about is like they talk about 10,000 things. 
Just think about your universe being just 10,000 things. And even they say the suffering happens when you name the things where the names aren't real because life is always going on. So it's just, yeah. it is what it is, you mm -hmm. know? And it will always be that way. Yeah. And uh, so you just try to know that you're gonna be all right. You're just gonna have to, it's more about how you react. Yeah. That's and I say I, that and I can get off the phone and end up, you know, <laughs> you know it just gets, it's, it, it, as much as I learn or whatever, I always get tripped up because that's the weird thing is like, the minute you think you got it figured out, you don't have it figured out. Like you just yeah, got, yeah. just you got to just keep on rolling with it. That's the thing. Yeah. Being mindful. That's great. I mean, but you've on. always been so joyful and happy and I never seen you like dog anybody or energy it's always positive and uh yeah you do have some aches and pains as we all do uh but i never see you that you you having a lot of fun like you've had a lot of fun would you would you i would say from 24 to 30 did you have a lot of fun i had a lot of fun i had a great time <laughs> did you get on tv but during that time uh, let's see not i got on like small things i think i was 30 or 31 the year that i did doing like comedy and getting paid for it and have you had friends i don't know and it was around six years of doing comedy so i was like 30 when i started getting stuff that's and what i was I, guessing and i started getting on tv and that was super fun but as i said that's when the stress came in because it wasn't like when that stuff starts to happen you think like Oh, it's just gonna rise exponentially, and it just and then it like doesn't, and you're like, oh, well, that's it. My window's closed. And it does it for everybody, you know. It know. Really does it for everybody, and I felt the same thing. And I've had a lot of anger and a lot of like this or that to let go, uh, because it just is always going on. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've realized. Like something, just I just try to focus on enjoying what I'm doing and. Not nah, because I can dwell on stuff. I'll just think about dumb things I said in the past. Like I'll literally like, scream. I'll be like, ah, just something <laughs> or, like things. Like I had a manager, an agent, and uh, my agent dropped me. I fired my manager. This is all right before like quarantine happens. So and I'm like, that was it. That was my last chance. That's all I had. I'm like, they, they didn't really do anything for me. Uh, I was like, I can just, I need to focus on. You know, just yeah, we all do. We all do, Casey. It's uh, and the thing about meditation has shown me, but also happiness is inside, like it's yeah. all internal, and that's what I've been grappling with. And you're learning it already, and that's great. It's like, uh, you can't think somebody else is gonna help you, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you really have to do it, you have to do everything yourself, like, you yeah. really have to just pull it all yourself and then somebody may, but you can't, I guess, I guess it's not, you can't think of the external. You can go, you can only think of the internal. Yeah. That's what I've, that's what I've realized too. And that's, and also like not putting all my self-worth into comedy. Cause I think I did that Same started comedy. Like I, I was never really good at anything at all. Like I was bad at school. Hey. Never good at sports. And then I'm like, started comedy. I'm like, oh, it's something I'm good at. And then like, yeah. So everything, every reason I felt good about myself was having a good show. And then equally have a bad show just feels terrible. 
and now especially in this time i'm realizing like that can't be my only source of self-worth like that's like that's a thing i do and i want to enjoy it but it's it can't be and they teach people like put that in your head like you got it's got to be all you're thinking about all the time and i was obsessed and it's like no i gotta like have a fuller richer wife i gotta be a good husband i gotta be a good dad to my baby animals uh i'm trying to read books more i'm reading this book right now sam the more you read oh, that? Wow. yeah i've heard it yeah yeah yeah. sam talent running it's the great. light that's it's what great. everybody everybody gives it mad props it's so good and that's the thing i was dealing with my own insecurity kyle canane wrote the uh forward and he's just like sam talent's the best comic i've ever seen he's better than you and i'm just like fuck this i don't want to read this and i was like no. i was like you all right he's like you need to just check yourself right now you're doing I know. the only reason i haven't picked it up i'm just jealous this motherfucker wrote a book that's okay. the thing <laughs> that's what i think everybody that loves it is like god damn it why didn't i just crank out a dope-ass comedy book and he cranked out a dope-ass comedy book that has dope-ass art and it's the real yeah. deal i guess i'm so i get so jealous but honestly ring through it it's like this guy's a much better writer than i than i could people ever say yeah people that i know that are great writers love the book i want to check it out i just haven't you know i did as you, I keep everything kind of separate and comedy has its place and time and place. And sometimes it's on the front and sometimes it's on, you know, yeah. I don't want to read about comedy. I'm already doing all those shows. I know. <laughs> I know all those stories that are probably in that thing times yeah. 11. And I probably sometimes some of the heart doesn't want to hear it, feel it. Uh, it made me depressed for the first few chapters. I was like, this is fucking sad. I was like, this, it's just about an old road comic who's like washed up and i'm like this is how i feel sometimes now i'm 34 and i'm like <laughs> but then i'm just like but everything's in your head you know it really yeah. is and if you compare any of that road life to like a real job it's like whatever at least whenever i have a hotel and there's a gig and i'm getting it. paid halfway decent Insane. it's still pretty cool man it's pretty cool man it's still pretty cool it's still pretty cool um it's you know it's not that you like like you shouldn't take be end all to be on live your life but it's still you know it's like one of those jobs that's the cool job of course yeah. it's hard to get because it's one of the coolest jobs. Yeah, everybody wants to sit in their hotel room till 5 p.m and look at tv and maybe write jokes and maybe yeah. take a shower and then eat a hamburger and go to work for an hour. Like everybody wants to do that. Like that's insane, man. Sometimes that's you get the best it. job in the world. So of course it's gonna be hard, you yeah. know? Anything simple, like anything in life, like the simpler it is, there's gonna be the back end to how simple stand-up is. It's so fucking hard. <laughs> all the shit underneath, I don't realize. Sometimes yeah, it's all the a couple thousand dollars to talk for an hour and that's insane. But then it's like all the other shit that's on top of it, all the, years of free work you put in and all the other yeah i think then it's survival but if you got cool people like you got a great wife now like if you got then it's just survival to the next like half decent good gig so yeah. it's like and if you have a good partner like you do and good mm -hmm. friends and you're in a cool town that you like you know it isn't all that bad it's not all that bad but do you ever get envious of people with just like simple jobs like oh dude like i want to be your dad I think of it. I want to be your dad. I just want to go off to yeah. Vermont and live in a town and deal weed to my friend and work at the ski lift and get chili fries. Like, you don't have to think about it. You have a job that's like not 
intrinsically tied to your persona. Like that, doesn't that sound nice sometimes? So nice. <laughs> I don't mean any negative, but sometimes I get in that headspace where it's like, what if I just fucking learned how to fix roofs? But and every time I did those jobs, they, they were cool for a while. And then yeah. I just slowly like, get me the fuck out of here. I feel the same way. And without, but like, for me, it's a, you know, it's more about freedom and it's almost like, for me, I did have a calling. Like I could legitimately say I was going nuts not doing it yeah and i was tossing it because i didn't do it till i was 25 26. i yeah. saw my first open mics i almost signed up for when i was 14. i was a comedy nerd like yeah. i knew rich hall i knew all this snl mm. i knew all the you know early snl new snl eddie murphy specials robin williams specials richard Pryor records like i was i loved it yeah but uh i didn't get the balls to do it till after college mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I just loved it, man. It's just, yeah. Yeah, man, I, lo I loved it too. I didn't know if I wanted to, when I moved here, I'd done, I did one open mic in college, but I did some like acting and I did like, I hosted like a dance show and like variety shows. So I didn't know what I wanted to do exactly when I got here. Um, and then like, I just didn't open mic my first week and I was like, this is it. I was like, I can do this every night and nobody can yeah, it's very up. natural when i saw you you're very natural that's what i was saying about the calling like it sucks because it's so hard to do and i've been doing it 20 years i could bitch and moan and all that but it's been a blast i've had a great time i've been with yeah. great people i got a great kid a great marriage and i'm doing yeah. what i want to and, and i still have a lot to go you know yeah so it's always like there's shit to do to complete the circle you know so at least you got I don't know. Like I had to do it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And you're probably and I keep on having to do it. And I want to do some other shit, like a little bit more acting and music stuff. But yeah. at least it's in that creative wheelhouse. And stand up got me there. Yeah, I agree. And you're great. You're one of my favorites. And you always stay positive. The one time I saw you not be positive was such a refreshing moment. You know what I'm talking about? The Knitting Factory? You remember that, that? one? I had a meltdown. Oh, I love, I was so, cause you're the last guy I would ever expect to have a meltdown. And everyone was so, it was such elation to see you yell at that woman who wouldn't shut the fuck up. And you're like, I've been doing this for 15 fucking years. You have no fucking, you're standing on chairs. You're just trying to talk about how beautiful a butterfly is. And this woman wouldn't shut up. You're like, you will never be a butterfly. Because you're a bad person and people were losing their minds. We were like, yeah, because she was obnoxious. She was and obnoxious. You gotta do a lot to piss me off because I oh usually I usually don't care and I'm not Mr. Ripmaster Fresh and I Absolutely. don't like crowd work. Yeah. <laughs> so it's gotta be a lot. And I remember she went a lot and I lost it. And I'm not proud of that moment. No, at buddy. All. We were all <laughs> you may not be proud of it, but like, especially since it's not something you do all the time because i've seen comics just rip into the crowd for no reason for no just like clearly they're having a bad day the crowd was barely doing anything and uh but like that woman deserved it and coming from you it wasn't just you're like angry inside it's like you you were justified <laughs> so like <laughs> no sometimes i'm dicks or di i mean it kind of goes to the same thing with uh we're doing this podcast the day after the capital gets stormed yeah. by you know, Vikings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's like, and I'm just like not political, mm. but 
I want to tweet shit, but it's like, I don't even want to get into it so bad right now and depressing. It is, uh, it's so hard to try to remove. And, I but I do want to just call them out to the, you know, to the fucking floor, but it's like. It takes so uh, much effort. Such mayhem. Right now I'm more into letting the dust settle. Yeah. Instead of like, but chaos is still cool because you can see chaos opens up windows Mm -hmm. to certain enlightenment you know so you shouldn't be afraid of it and that's what happened but also letting the dust settle and letting it things like really play out to see um how bad it was you know that's where i'm at with it no i think that totally makes sense because you gotta you gotta take care of your own whatever people say they'll give you shit for not like getting involved as much but you gotta look after your own mental energies and then because we were yeah, 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 mental energy. And nobody knows what the social media does, you know? And as much as I want to use it and I promise myself to tweet more and all this stuff, I'm like, every time I get knee deep into it, it doesn't make me happier. Yeah, it doesn't feel good. And uh, I like Twitter because I can just like any dumb thought, if I'm just the dumbest jokes I can think of that just pop up that I'm never going to say anywhere I can pop That's up. the best way to use it. But not That's like... Yeah. when I bomb, I take it personal, but you shouldn't take it personal. You should just keep powering through. Yeah, yeah, that's the one like I just like because I'm not like forcing myself to do it. I just get so many stupid thoughts where I'm like, this like, this would not even couldn't even be a joke. And I'm like, <laughs> so I could just pop it out there. But yeah, with the election and everything, my wife my wife got super into everything like activism and you know she started clubs at her um, at her job to like like activist groups and stuff like this and i was getting involved too but just like after that for like a month after the election we only watched the dumbest movies and tv shows and shit we could find because it's like you can't just take the constant barrage of everything being terrible all the time i don't know I yeah just, yeah yeah yeah. i got lost in the last 24 hours yeah. I'm, I'm so that's why i'm so happy to see you you're such a positive force i'm bummed at your stomach i think you just you keep on drinking water. I, every morning I drink, you know what my morning deal is? What's that? It's a, a slice of lime oh. in a glass of water. And that realigns your stomach. Really? You I'll do the lime. Morning, just a little bit of lime. Right. It's a natural alkaline. Then right. I go banana, peanut butter. Percocet. Yeah, Percocet. Yeah, banana peanut butter with the oat milk. I'm trying to do oat milk because I worry about the gallstones. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. But smart. I put the turmeric in there to get the turmeric. You rocking turmeric? No, no. I just saw Mark Maron's joke about turmeric. Uh, He's got a good joke about turmeric. Well, it's a joke. It's pretty good. Um, yeah. It's funny. It's I don't know why I just don't shit. But uh, was it was it on Netflix? Yeah, it was on his Netflix special. Um, I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, no, I need to start getting more into that. I've had like bads. My ish, my stomach's been bad my whole life. And I'm like, this is tied to my whole body. For the past few weeks, my whole body. I thought I had COVID, get tested, nothing. But like, I felt like I could barely get out of bed. I'm like, this is all tied to whatever is going on with my stomach. And I really need to like get a handle on it. Because this is, it truly is. Like, I feel like ruining my whole, everything. When do you feel the best? Um, it really, it's tough because... I don't know what it is. Literally, like, I'll be depressed and feel shit. My stomach will hurt for a couple of weeks. I'll wake up one morning and it's just, I feel good and I feel happy. 
and it feels like I don't really know I'm not doing anything different. So it's very confusing because it feels like random chemicals in my body. I don't really know. What's... Yeah, I, th I do think gut health and mental health are tied together, man. You yeah. just got to yeah. figure out what, uh, what neutralizes like like that's what I was trying to say. Like bananas soothe me. What's what? Is there any diet stuff that soothes that's that does the opposite of milk or you know anything that's um, soothe that you like? Yeah, I'm trying to eat smoothies more. I love vegetables. I love fruit. Yeah, vegetables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a good at bomb ass curry that yeah. blew me away and had some walnuts. I've been rocking all kinds of I had, nuts. I had that yesterday. I went to Sweet Green and they had like a cauliflower curry bowl with walnuts some kale oh um, yeah it was fucking delicious that and curry I, I, and then you get the nuts those con that combo of the nuts and the curry and the crunch is yeah. that good that's a good taste you know yeah, all of it's taste like with me with me i always like the mustard and the ketchup and the pickle and everything else that was slopping around in my you know yeah yeah and mostly i just want some salt up in there i love pickles that's my favorite food oh my god pickles all day i drink the juice my wife gets mad at me i'll just sneak up <laughs> i'll give her a kiss she's like what the fuck stop drinking she hates pickles but i'm fucking what kind do you get do are you just classic i'm classic classic baby i got a lot of different like art artisan pickles and shit yeah because you're in the neighborhood of some artisan shit that's good but like a Polish, a Polish classic, man. I've, nothing's ever topped that for me. Oh man, you just need the stork to come on by and <laughs> drop off the stork. Cards of those bad boys. Your afternoon is done. I need to look in the stork's eyes, or else it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Do you like them? But sometimes, but even out of those joints, they come soggy and crisp. Do you like it always crisp, or do you like a good sog dog? Crisp. I don't like a sog dog. I need to crisp. <laughs> Maybe. Pickles all day. Are pickles good or bad for you? I, was... no, I think they're good for you, but yeah, they're I, maybe I think they're good for you because vinegar is anti-inflammatory. My my wife yeah. drinks that. I got kombucha right now, ginger. I do like oh, I ginger. I want some. You just reminded me. Yeah, kombucha. This is the ginger one. This is the GTS. I say this is the Gatorade of kombucha. Yeah, it's that's like, the one I have. Can I go yeah, grab it? It's good. Today? The watermelon's the bomb. I got that in the paper right now. Can I go grab it? You talk. talk yeah, 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 yeah. I was about to sign off, but go grab it. Oh, we'll no, sign, sign off. off. Sign off. No, no, let's toast. No, let's toast kombucha to sign All off. Right. All right, talk to my cat for a second. I'll talk to your cat. Hey, kitty. Hi, kitty, 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 kitty. I love you. It's a tiger-striped white kitty cat. He's hanging out, waiting for... KC James Salango to get a kombucha, bring it back. How are you doing today? Oh, great. Hey, what's up? You guys, you guys have a good chat? Yeah, totally. I, ch he ch I just told him, I told him I had a fetch. It's incredible. I've never seen it right <laughs> All right, I got my bitch. Oh, you got some blue. Gingerberry. Oh, yeah, some blueberry. Oh. I got there. the ginger joint. Ah. Cheers. Him. It's been a pleasure, Rob. Oh, thanks for doing the show, my man. Thank it's you, Casey. Me. I love talking. Every time I, your name pops up on my phone, I get a, just a jolt of endorphins. <laughs> Every time I think of you, I get happy, my man. Keep doing what you're doing. You're hilarious. Your wife's awesome. 
let me know if you, I, you need anything. I'm here for you during this uh, zombie apocalypse. I'm around. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. I will definitely be taking you up on that because I need, I need a mentor, and I think you're the one. I've been, I've been wanting an older comic to take me under their wing. <laughs> I don't know. If no one's done it. And I, need, uh, I, need, I don't know if your gut can handle <laughs> the amount of coffee and weed that goes down in my life, man. We'll and, I, you know, you haven't even been down. What am I into these days? Well, man, I've been, I got green salsa, salsa verde. I've been going really into green salsas. Uh, but uh, my stretch, you got to check out my stretches, man. The, the seven Tibetan rites. There's like five send stretches. I'll send it to you. They're just five simple stretches you do every, they do every morning and then you meditate. I need it, man. I'm big, like my body is outgrown because of the thing I told you about that I had to take hormones for, like my yeah. body like outgrew itself. So my bones are like too big. And like, I don't think I have enough blood for my body. Like my hands and feet are constantly frozen. So like, I need, I really need to get this body under control. It's a big rig, baby. It's a big rig, but you can handle it and it's full of comedy and full of fun. Just be good to yourself and be good to your body and uh, maybe do some salt water baths and then figure out like what a good stretching routine. Do you have a uh, yoga mat? Yes, we have a yoga mat, yep. I roll that right next to my bed and just do simple shit and find out what you like. You gotta find your own, you know, everybody has their own way and their own styles. But definitely yeah. try to figure it all out. You inspired me, baby. All right, home slice. I love you. Thank love you, Casey. Everything is yep. Yeah. Peace out. See you later. That's a hit. <laughs>